This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. It is the draft show for another day, a Thursday draft show, the second draft show of the week. Uh, Once again, I am honored to be sitting in this chair as the host of the draft show. We've uh, Kyle Yeomans on assignment, Aisha Morrison. I hope she gets to feeling better. Mm -hmm. She was, I talked to her this morning. She is having FOMO about being missing the draft show and uh, Bobby Belt is on assignment as well. So, for the draft show today, you got a couple of guys uh, from 105.3, the fan. Uh, my guy, Zach Wolchuk, is joining me today to talk a little NFL draft. Uh, we're always happy to, uh, to have uh, the opportunity to do this. Zach, how are you doing this morning? You know me, I'm not very good on the pleasantries of it all. Yeah, you like to get right into it. I like to get right into it. It's like it. your phone calls. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I have a phone call with Brian, it's not, hello, how are you doing? It's, yeah. all right, get straight to the point. Get straight to the point. Hey, what do you think about this guy? Did you watch Tank Dell? <laughs> what do you think about B. John Robinson? <laughs> Where are we today? Are we on assignment? Are we on remote? Yeah, yeah. Did you fill out your brackets <laughs> yeah. yet, all that? But, yeah, no, you, you got me down. And, and I, this is, though, this is the time of year we're getting close. We're getting closer. We're, we're starting to have the – the pro days wind down. We're having free agency going on. Um, I think the market is kind of slow for some positions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, that uh, the teams are looking at. But once we get done with these pro days, these teams are going to go back into their war rooms or the places where they evaluate players, and they're going to start setting their boards. And they're not going to worry so much about free agency anymore. So teams, I think, are picking off guys as they can supplement their team and then they're going to get full-on setting boards and Zach I want to get in at least in the first segment with you today and by the way the draft show is always is sponsored by Miller Lite the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys it is Miller time and uh, we are coming from the SWBC Mortgage Studios too which uh, we always thank everybody that's involved with the show but what I want to get into right off the jump and I've been doing this drafting stuff since 1992 Mm -hmm. okay uh you know i've had a media career i had a scouting career been very fortunate in my life to have two different careers but still involved with the scouting stuff the way that i do and now having you involved and aisha and bobby belt and you know everybody and kyle everybody involved all the guys from the past that used to do this the dane burglars of the world and stuff like that this is the one draft where i'm struggling in a way, because of my background. Okay. I'm struggling with my, my background of what I learned as a scout when it came to players that measurables don't fit my eye. Right. And this is a draft, as Jim Nance would say, like no other, uh, that the where they're, they're, they're these outliers. Uh-huh. There's an outlier at quarterback. There's an outlier at, or there's outliers at wide receiver. There's an outlier at defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. There's outliers at linebacker. There's an outlier that weighs 166 pounds at corner. That's one of the best that I've seen. One of the, you know, when you start to talk about those guys, 
And this is going to be the challenge for these scouting departments going forward here. Sure. Because not all these players are going to be able to fit their eye. Mm-hmm. And I and I the thing that bothers me a lot, and I learned this a long time ago, is when you take an exception on a player, then the next thing you know, you have a team full of exceptions. Okay. And that's, you know, when you say, okay, I'm like last night, and the reason I'm bringing this up, right? I'm going through these names, and I'm about 150 names in. Got a, I still got a ways to go. Still got a ways to go. But I'm starting to see these, these outliers. I watched Tank Dell last night. Okay. Houston. Houston, wide receiver. And I'm like thinking, this cat is a hell of a football player. He really, really is. The problem with Tank Dell is, and I, I look at it as, you know, maybe my parameters of, again, how my eye and maybe how I'm trying to build my team. Tank Dell is 5'8", 165 pounds. Yeah, tiny guy. Yeah, he's a tiny guy. But he's one of the most explosive players in the draft. And, but you could say that about others. And, and I mean others when I'm talking about receivers, guys like Josh Downs from North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. Or North, excuse me, North Carolina, not North Carolina State, North Carolina. And uh, Chris Beam, who does such a great job, if you're following along, if you're watching this, he's got clips of, if you haven't seen Tank Dell, my man, the Beamer, has got Tank Dell highlights up. And he was a touchdown machine. He is. Uh, there were nine games, I think he had 14 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Where And you and he, this guy is a big-time returner as well. Like, you punt him the ball, uh, it's at your own peril with him because he makes big-time plays. Turpin-esque. Okay, that's where I want to go. Because if you're the Dallas Cowboys and you're looking at these guys like Josh Downs, North Carolina, Zay Flowers, Boston College, 5'9", 182. I love Zay. I can't tell you how many mock drafts that folks – and listen, hey, I appreciate you folks sending me the mock draft. Tank Dell was a guy that was a lot of people were putting on mock drafts for me. They're like, third round brought us Tank Dell. And I'm like, okay, Tank Dell, great. You might have had Tank Dell too low in the third round, but – what, but, you got him in a second? No, no, but I, that's what I. But the way he's playing, and what I want to ask you is, as you're going through these guys, how are they fitting your eye? Yeah, and, and what are teams going to be doing, in your opinion, to put these guys in the right spot? Mm-hmm. In order, I mean, I could say you. Teams have got to figure this out. I know I'm doing a lot of talking here. No, you're good. But but teams are going to have to figure out these outliers. The, the the number one pick of the draft could be an outlier. Maybe we should have seen this coming when when our guy, our quarterback at Arizona, got drafted. Right. When Kyler Murray got drafted because when I started scouting, there is no way then you know what that a five nine quarterback was going to be taken first over. Uh, 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 our guy from uh, that's now at, uh, it's signing with Tampa. Oh, uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Sure. Same way. Kyler Murray. Baker Mayfield. Yep. There was there was no Started way with Russell Wilson. Really, he kind of laid the ground. But that was a third this. round guy. Sure. But then he had success, and I think other teams were kind of thinking, man, 
maybe this can work. I talked to John Snyder about that, about drafting him, and 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 he's like, and I'm like, hey, congratulations, you know, on that. And John goes, man, we got lucky. You know, we got lucky. Who was it? Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. They had given a big yeah, contract. That, that's to? what I'm saying. I mean, I, I told John. I asked John. I go. I go. Hey, congratulations. He goes, man. You're talking to the same idiot that gave Matt Flynn ten million dollars. Yeah. At least he's uh, so aware. Is, is it is it going to be lucky with this, or is this going to be teams are really gonna give this some thought when it's Tank Dell? Josh Downs, Zay Flowers. You know, are they where where are you on all this? I so to me, and and I think you know this because we had this conversation back in the Antoine Winfield Jr. draft. And you're like, man, he's small. I don't know about him. And I'm thinking he's the best safety in the class. That's one that I got right. All right. So I'll yeah. I'll hold on to that. Uh otherwise, typically I'm I'm very wrong when it comes to this stuff. But if you can play, I'm I want to find a way to work to to make this work and to use you. Now I get what you're saying where you don't want to have, you know, you're starting 53 and half of them are outliers. Yeah. Where you're just putting a small, you know, finesse kind of lineup out there on the football field. You don't want that. Yeah. But this draft class, and we've talked about it, it's not the elite kind of wide receiver. When when you're looking at past the first round, it doesn't go as deep as we've seen in the last few years. I think you're going to have to be open-minded, and you're going to have to look at a guy like Zay Flowers, especially if you're the Cowboys at 26, like we talked about yesterday. Let's say all the other receivers are gone, and Zay's the best guy on your board. You know, McCarthy, and and there was a great article on the Cowboys, Why Aren't USA Today, written about this. His guy, and this dates back to Green Bay, the type of wide receiver that he likes is usually around six foot one, two hundred and four pounds. How many guys in this year's draft class fit that mold? You only have a handful. Right. You got Rasheed Rice at SMU, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Otherwise, he's gonna have to go ahead and go against the grain when it comes to the size, weight, profile that he typically likes at wide receiver. But to me, if a guy can play, I don't care. I'm going to look past the size because how many guys have we seen come into the league and they end up being successful even though maybe they didn't meet the ultimate – like Taco Charlton I feel like was a traits pick for the Cowboys and that didn't work. They didn't want to take T.J. Watt, right? We talk about the the arm length and stuff like that. They'll take guys off their board. yeah. Right. So for me, maybe a Tank Dell because he is so close to a Cavante Turpin – and they haven't really been able to make Turpin. They haven't work. figured that out, have they? And I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a Kellen Moore thing or that's a Mike McCarthy thing. Yeah. You know, because you know, I felt like with you know, in, in being on this platform and you know, and us being on 1053 the fan, we talked about, you know, post uh post bye week. Look for them to get Turpin more involved. Look for them to come up with more ideas. Never look for, happens. Look for them to be more creative. So now all of a sudden I'm looking at all these outliers and I'm wondering, do the Cowboys even even remotely look at these guys? They're going to have to. They're going to have to change the way they think. And now it, they met with some of them, right? They I mean, met with Zay Flowers. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there were a couple of these, even like an A-chain. You know, from yeah. from, from yeah, Texas A and M. There you go. That was a guy I thought. Look, liked the player a lot. Really explosive. I thought if they were to lose Tony Pollard and they didn't franchise tag him for whatever reason, that's a guy that has a similar skill set. When you look at the speed, the explosiveness, the ability to score at any point on the field, has good hands. He's a physical player. He's hard to bring down, but he's small. 
So I was thinking, I don't know if the Cowboys are really going to be interested in him because they do go ahead. It seems like they kind of stack their board based on their criteria for certain positions. And as we talked about, the arm length, the size, the height, the weight. But this draft class outside a corner, tight end as well, there's a ton of outliers. And the receiver position is probably the number one that you look at and you're like, man, none of these guys are your prototypical outside of like a Quentin Johnston. None of them are your prototypical height, weight, speed profile that you're accustomed to. See, the, the thing that, that it's just kind of got me thrown for a loop is – you know the the quarterback at Alabama. Mm. You know he, he measures in at five ten, small, but he t- and it, but he wins. I mean, you you I can't tell you how many times I've watched that two thirty game on uh, CBS and seen him. And, and you watch the Texas game last year where it's like yeah. he's such a calm. And we're talking about Young, the Alabama quarterback. He's such a calm player, and I, I'm kind of thinking he's been in so many huge games. And it's just been so easy for him. And you kind of get a little bit mesmerized watching him play. And I, I, I get a little bit mesmerized watching Flowers. Me too. And Downs. You can include Scott from Cincinnati, the wide receiver, too. Parker Washington from Parker State. Washington. I compared him to Steve Smith, that, that, that shorter, bulkier kind of guy yeah. that kind of was catching everything. But I, I don't know. And... and I know a lot of people are talking about with Cansey, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, and I there's a side of me that believes that he might be there at 26 when you pick. And uh, do you? Are you? I mean, you're kind of looking at me like Brian. You're 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 coming from Mars. No, I think that you're right. I mean, I've seen he's a guy that tested so well. It seems like he's just raised but he's up six boards. foot. But and to me, like the comp is Aaron Donald, right? Because he's went to the same school, same school, and he's also small. Yeah, he's not Aaron Donald. No, I think no. it's unfair to the player to I do that. Yeah. I don't see as many splash plays. I don't see him playing in the opponent's backfield all afternoon like yeah. you saw Aaron Donald. Right. He is fun, and he can kick out and give you some rush on the edge too. If you wanted to play him as an end sum, yeah. you know, and, and maybe kick a bigger body inside on a running down or something like that at defensive tackle. He's intriguing because I think the Cowboys can all. Always use help in the middle of the defensive line, and they haven't necessarily hit on some of these other guys like Neville Gallimore. Right, this is a big year for him. Right. Can he step up and play? now Osa Digizu has been fantastic for them? But I wonder, you know, for them, especially on the defensive line, we've seen that might be an area where, where they're stubborn and they're not going to take a guy because he's too small. Yeah. But at receiver, I think this is going to be a permanent change moving forward. Okay, so the way you look at it, and again, we try and be a one-stop shop when it comes to draft, but we'll, we'll focus on the Cowboys here at 26. Of the outlier guys, mm-hmm. of the outlier guys, and I'm going to include Forbes in that, Outlier guy bit. Okay, at corner? At corner, because he's tall, but he's 166 Super pounds. skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're, you got no shot of getting young. You're not you know, the quarterback. We'll, we'll eliminate oh, that come one. come on. Yeah, we'll eliminate that one. Yeah, no, and they wouldn't do But that. of the outlier guys, if they had to take an outlier guy at 26, mm. give me the outlier guy that you would take at 26. I would definitely take Emmanuel Forbes. The, the two that I would take at 26 are Emmanuel Forbes and Zay Flowers. And I love Forbes. To me, when you see a guy that played in the SEC, that's big boy football. Yeah. And he played against, the last two years, he played against some exceptional receivers. And you don't see him, even though he's super skinny, 
didn't see him get bullied around a, yeah. a ton by receivers. And he's a guy that will throw his body in there. He'll play physical. And he does look skinny. I mean, he's got that long, tall frame. But I watched him, and I was thinking, man, I think Dan Quinn would fall in love with this guy. Because everything else, he fits the prototype when you look at the length, the height, uh, the ability to disrupt receivers. I, I think he's absolutely fantastic. He's my number two corner in the entire draft behind Joey Porter Jr. I had him ahead of Christian Gonzalez. Now, Gonzalez, throughout the entire process, and I've talked about this, yeah. he's grown on me a lot. Sure. You know, because you'll see that cross. And he is so smooth. Oh, he's so smooth, and he's also a big boy. But Forbes, yeah. I would have no hesitation. To me, the tape outweighs the skinniness for him to where I'm not scared about it. And I didn't see that being leading into injuries, which I think would be probably the biggest reason why you worry about that. Yeah. One, does he get bullied by receivers? Two, is he an injury-prone guy because of the lack of size? And the answers to me are no. So I'm okay with that. The other is A. Flowers, pound yeah. for pound. You could make a case he's the best receiver in the class. Yeah. I know you like uh, Jackson Smith and Jibbo at Ohio State. And with Zay Flowers at Boston College, I just I, – I, man, I, I, I hear what you're saying about Forbes. I absolutely – and I, I, I totally agree with you on that. I think if I had to take an outlier guy, I would take Zay Flowers mm-hmm. is who I would take. And, and I just – just looking at my notes – the first thing I said is a really fun player to study. And, I mean, it's he's just got rare quickness about him. And he can make defenders look so silly in the open field. He's going 100 miles an hour, then he stops on a dime. And he's got this keen sense of how to play big in very small spots. And you know, when he's, like, in tight quarters and stuff like that, I – I would give me give me if you're going to give me a 5'9", 182 pound guy. I okay. Let me ask you this: Would you put Would you put Jalen Hyatt at six foot one seventy six in that outlier group? Just because he's skinny? Just because he's really skinny? We no, did it with Forbes. We did. I don't think. So. I think. I think Hyatt's fine. Yeah. I, I didn't notice like a ton of like Marvin Mims might fall in the category. Marvin Mims. There you go. But and, I, I don't think you're taking him at twenty. No, not at twenty six. But I would have no hesitation on Hyatt. I think that Hyatt's no brainer to me. Hyatt's become my second, my number two receiver. Yeah. Uh, I love Jalen Hyatt. He's a long strider, long legs, tall. You know, he looks longer than yeah. what he measures when you it's, watch it, him on he looks, film. He looks different on tape. He sure he does. does. Yeah. Uh, but Zay. Zay plays big. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you don't see the size being an issue for him. There's balls where it's like, man, he has no business going to get. Yeah. That ball's his. Yeah. He attacks the football in the air. He will find a way to just go up there and pluck it. All of it, it, at, at, for a five nine frame. Sometimes he gets that thing to where he looks like he's six one out there. Yeah. You know, I I thought he was kind of a cross. You mentioned Steve Smith earlier. Yeah. I think he's a smaller but more explosive Stephon Diggs was kind of what I saw. Or you could compare the Steve Smith because of the size. Well, I just was thinking Steve Smith because of Washington because... No, the body type the body, He's shorter and he's like 200, you know, he's and like... he's got a thick lower body. Thick lower body, yeah. yeah I, I see saying, exactly what you're saying there. Yeah. But Zay is, I mean, he, to, to me, you know, maybe he'll wait for the ball to come to him sometimes, yeah. but the the balance, the body control, you know, he's got good hands. He just goes and he's makes a finisher. plays. Yeah, he, he goes a and and he can play outside. Yeah, like that's the thing I think for these teams. It, are, are they slot only players? We've talked about yeah. that earlier. Or can they play outside? 
people were worried about that with Marvin Mims. I watched him. I think Marvin's fine. Could play both. Yeah, I think he's fine. And and the reason is is because of his foot quickness off the line. I think that he's got a really good ability to just go get, get off without yeah. even being touched. Yeah. Right. So even if he's playing against a, a press corner, I think his quickness and his shiftiness off the line. At, Dell's it, that way at Houston. I mean, yeah. you watch him play. I mean, that, the moves off the. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. I think he'll be fine, and I feel the same way about Zay. I mean, he moved all around the formation at BC. I think that's a dude I wouldn't hesitate to pick. Well, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, draft for a lot of teams of where they slot these outliers and where you know and you you get and there's some teams that coaching staffs will figure out ways to use these guys and they'll have really nice careers. Let me throw this one at you. The one that I might not take is Josh Downs. Okay. Downs is the one that I don't think is quite in the in the same category as these guys. I yeah. think Josh Downs is kind of a slot only specialty type of player, playmaker that you can have fun with. He was a fun player to watch. I don't know that he's a guy that could win on the outside. Yeah, he's a guy you see a lot of plays down the field. Yeah. with him. I mean, it's about the separation in him. And that's North Carolina. Josh that's, Downs, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, they, good they, route runner. Good route runner and and good quarterback throwing the ball. By the way, sure. May is a but May. to me, he was definitely best out of the slot. He might be a slot only kind of guy. Well, the Cowboys and other teams around the league, as they uh, get to the end, we're we're working through these pro days, and uh, once the pro days are over, these teams are going to start building their boards. And once they start building their boards, we'll probably hear some uh, some whispers about where these outliers uh, stack on some boards. Okay, we're going to take our first break of the day. When we come back, we're going to do a little Twitter on the 20. You're listening to Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. Hey, Cowboys fans. If you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. All right, it's the Draft Show, again, brought to you by Miller Lite. Zach Wolchuk, Brian Broaddus, Chris Beam helping you out as we uh, get you ready for this this upcoming draft. Uh, Just want to remind you here that uh, Cowboy Pro Shop celebrating uh, Women's History Month with the Dallas Cowboys women-led brands. Uh, head to the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.cowboys.com. Well, okay, that's fun. That's always funny to read. <laughs> log on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience, and shop from amazing brands like Wear by Aaron Andrews, our buddy. We like Aaron Andrews. She's a good gal. Uh, Bevel Bar, is that right? Did I say that one right there, Beamer? Bevel Bar? Is a brand and sure. the and the, and the and the Wild Collective and more. So yeah, B A U B L E Bar, Bevel Bar, Bevel Bar, Bevel Bar. I'm sure that they've got some fine stuff going on there. But yeah, make sure we celebrate Women's History Month with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, uh, let's do one of my favorite segments that we do. Uh, I want to thank all the the guys, uh, the Ed Cahills, and everybody here who helped us start this. It is a little. Twitter on the 20. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. All right, here we go with some little bit of some Twitter on the 20. I usually have these uh, questions uh, ready to go. And I I did have a question. I did have a question about uh, one of the centers came up, and this is from Tim Webb. Ooh, Timmy. Tim Webb. Tim Webb asked this. He said, uh, thoughts on Joe uh, Tipman from Wisconsin? Could he start at guard and move to center if Tyler leaves next season? What do you think about uh, Joe Tipman from so, Wisconsin? Tipman has the size to do that, but I saw him get stood up at the line against bigger defensive tackles. And typically, you know, Wisconsin, you, li- you love their linemen, right? They've just got yep. a history of producing good linemen. Uh, I didn't see him get a lot of movement, but he is he's a competitive son of a gun, that guy. Yep. He's always working, good run blocker, doesn't lose ground, but isn't always getting that knockback that you want. Sure. As an offensive lineman, he can get to the second level. I thought he worked the combo blocks well with the guard next to him. Seemed like a smart football player, can get around and pull, but he's not super quick. So you don't want him to have to go to – that's the one thing for me. If you kick him outside to guard, does he have the athleticism to be able to pull and get out in space if you wanted to kick him over? Uh, and he's a guy to me, in my notes, I put uh, he does end up on the ground quite a bit, and that annoyed me. Yeah, I think the thing with uh, with him, he's a tall guy. He's 6'6", six, six, he's 313. And so maybe you worry about that a little bit at guard with the knee bend and sure. stuff like that. I think this guy plays a little tall. And yeah. there, there, there are times when this guy gets a little ragdolled. And I mean ragdolled, like defenders grab him yeah. and they shake him. Right. And you talk about him being on the ground. But, I mean, there's that. he's just not going to drive his guy off the ball. 
I mean, he could be a good blocker when he has the angle or the down blocks or things like that. He'll shield his guy from the ball. But his, and I think you hit the nail on the head, his balance tends to come and go as a blocker. And I don't know if that is something. Yeah, when he plays with his base and he's able to get set, he's good. And he's able to show his power off. But otherwise, you're right. Like, he'll get twisted around while blocking and then he he causes him to lose his footing. Yeah, and he'll have a little trouble, too, on the second level. He could be just a step late. And sometimes that's because his balance gets askew. And then he's trying to fight. And then you see the linebacker clear on him and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, thank you for that question. It was a good question. All right. Uh, Jay wants to know, and he's saying, uh, tell people why you would draft Gibbs or Bijan Robinson to the first. People seem to think you can get the same exact player in later rounds. And he put an LOL on that. Yeah. Are those the? I mean, those are the two top backs that I have. Those are the top two, and then there's a there's a gap for me. Okay, give me give me your best. Do you have a third round back that you really like? Third rounder, yeah, uh, Roshan Johnson out of Texas. Okay, and then uh, to me, Ty J Spears out of Tulane. And you know that I you know that I love him. I'm talking right, about give my the, give the for folks him. give the folks a little thumbnail on each one of those players. Though. Okay, so Roshan Johnson out of Texas, thick legs. To me, he's a three down back. He can run between the tackles, can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he can stay in. He shows good blitz pickup and awareness. I think his best football is ahead of him. He's a guy that was a converted quarterback to running back there at Texas. He's not the fastest guy. But he shows enough elusiveness to make people miss. Tough runner. I think he's a good athlete. He shows the ability to hurdle, which we're going to miss now that Zeke's gone. Yeah. But he can be a really good value pick in this draft. Worked in a tandem back with Bijan uh, there at Texas. So there's not a lot of wear and tear, lot, not a lot of mileage like a guy like Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Right. Which might be a concern for some teams. And I love Charbonnet, but this is a dude that I think you're going to get pretty fresh. Sometimes... I, the vision was a little bit of a question for me. I saw him maybe take a wrong, a wrong running lane where mm-hmm. he, maybe he had a chance for a bigger play. But, you know, he'll, he'll try and kick it outside. And he doesn't always have the speed to get to the edge instead of just turning it up inside. But that might have just been me being a little nitpicky on the guy trying to find a flaw. But I liked him a lot. Spears, I mean, look, I think anybody that's going to watch him against UCLA is going to fall in love with the kid. Right. But I watched him against uh, against USC, excuse me. Against, I watched him versus USC, Houston, and Cincinnati. The Cincinnati game was that championship game he played. And every game I saw him, he was the best player on the football field. He was a workhorse back for them. He's a playmaker. He's shifty. He's elusive. He's got home run ability. He's got a toughness about him, even though he's kind of a smaller frame guy. He runs with an attitude, does not shy away from contact, which I absolutely loved. And to me, he's got good balance, good vision, can beat you outside, can beat you inside. I loved his play temperament. He was always finishing. I think he's got some third down value as a receiver as well. And he played big in the biggest moments. They needed a game-winning type of play. They looked at Ty J. Spears. If you needed a back and you wanted to wait till the third round and he's there, I would have an absolute party. Yeah, I, I man, I think you got both those guys nailed. The, the one guy that I would like folks to consider, and I, I think I've said this name before, is Kenny McIntosh from Georgia. Yeah, is one, and and I and I know you know everything about him screams complete back, and it's. The ability to run, the ability to finish, the toughness. He's got size. He's six foot. He's 204. He's quick. He's elusive. And he catches the ball really well. You see big time plays down the field with this guy. And I, 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 I like the backs that you mentioned. Spears to me is fascinating 
because you're watching him play against USC and it's like just keep handing him the ball and you know and he and he's kind of you know they had to throw to get back in that game, but this guy makes big time plays. Yeah. You see him, you see him, you know, running with the ball and 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 making and finishing runs in you know the championship games, the games that they had to have in order to win the the conference and stuff like that. So it was uh, it was a, a really really good uh, thing. I think you got both those guys uh, right with that. Um, this comes from uh, from Alf, and have you looked at Tyler Scott? We yeah. mentioned Cincinnati. From Cincinnati, receiver. yeah. The, is you know to me the question he's asking, I believe, is because we were talking about all the outlier guys, and I kind of think that Tyler Smith might be an outlier guy himself, just with size. But if you had a choice, like I say, well, okay, tell me what you think about Tyler Scott. I actually liked him. Would, would he be a better better choice if we're looking for one of those those uh, those shorter receivers? So I like Scott more than I like Downs. You know, I think he can find holes in the zone, uh, sits well. You know, goes ahead and just he'll wait for the ball. I think he can go deep. He's a good route runner, moves all around the formation. He's another one of those guys like a Jalen Hyde. He's got long legs. Doesn't have elite speed, but he finds a way to win, and he gets enough separation to go ahead and stack the to the cornerback to allow himself to make the play on the ball. Uh, he can make plays after the catch. If you play off of him, he's going to kill you. He reads coverages well, in my opinion. He did have some drops, but he seems to have overall solid hands, and he tracks the ball well in the air, were my notes on Scott. I like the player quite a bit. Him and Wiley on that Cincinnati offense were both fun watches for me. Yeah, I think that to me, when you talk about Tyler Scott, he's six foot, he's 177 pounds out of Cincinnati. The thing about him is he is a really smooth route runner. In and out of breaks really, really quick. No wasted motion at all. You're right. He could put a defender in a bad spot right off the snap. And, you know, he does a great job of driving at the defender, getting him off balance, and then coming back to the ball. So he's able to create that space. You know, I think the I think Alf was asking in a relationship of Scott or with Tank Dell. That kind of, you know. Ooh, I think I would go with Scott. Yeah. Even though I think Tank Dell is, I mean, I see the playmaker. I see the speed, the excitement there. But I think Tyler Scott has a little less bust potential between the two. And the other thing, it's just the, the Turpin thing scares me, right? And I Yeah, th- they haven't figured that out, have I, they? I, no, and I think Dell is a better player than Turpin when it comes to just being a receiver. I think he's a better pure receiver than Cavante Turpin showed in college, but... I like Tyler Scott quite a bit. If you wanted to take a flower on one of the a flyer on one of these guys outside of round one, he's at the top of my list of guys that I would probably take. Are there any of these? Is there any one of these? Okay, we're focusing like on these the positions uh, with some of the wide receivers and stuff like that. Just okay. Now talking with the cowboy angle here is: Do you think they're still in the market for one of these veteran receivers? And I, I'm not hearing as positive about. You know, we'll see what happens with the guy in, in Arizona with okay. Trey. I mean, I don't want to mention the names, Fair, stuff, but yeah. everybody kind of knows who I'm talking about. But where do you think they are on the veteran receiver, and where if they should they should they now that they've got a corner, you know, with Gilmore, should that keep them from drafting a corner at 26, or if they get one of these wide receivers uh, through free agency or a trade? Should that keep them from drafting a wide receiver? I think the the thing that I've loved most about the Cowboys is, and, and maybe last year with Tyler Smith, they kind of zeroed in on a guy and said, look, we need a lineman. We like him a lot. If we don't take him here, we're not going to get the player. 
Right. So, you know, maybe that was a guy where they didn't let the board necessarily fall to them and take best player available. It ended up being a smash home run pick. You know, right. Tyler's fantastic. I, I love the way he plays the game, and, and his rookie year was great. The only time that I've really questioned was, you know, Taco, I feel like, was a pick where they said, we need a defensive end. He's the guy that fits all the profiles. We're going to take him. Otherwise, I think the Cowboys do an excellent job of putting themselves in a position on draft night where they filled a lot of their holes and they can let the board fall to them. And at 26 in this draft, and we mentioned yesterday, maybe receiver. If they decide, hey, we need to go get a receiver, you might need to move up to go get that guy because I can see a run right before they end up picking. But I think that they need to add a veteran. There's no question about it. But they're still in a position where I think you could take a wide receiver or a corner at 26. And if that's the best player on your board, even a lineman, I, I don't think there's any position that they sh- that they think, oh my gosh, we can't take this guy because we're so stacked here. I think you can take any position, but they desperately need wide receiver help. It's the same thing with tight end, right? A lot of fans, when we talk about tight end, it's like, why Why do they need a tight end? You got Ferguson. Right. You got Ferguson and Hendershot. Well, you add another one of these guys. These are all. This is a rare tight end class. And you talk about just adding a pass catcher. That might be the best player that you have available that's better than some of these wide receivers. And Dak loves to go middle of the field to the tight end. So how are you helping your quarterback? Go ahead and do that. So I think the Cowboys are in a good place to let the board fall to them. And just because they made the move for Gilmore, I think you could still take a corner. Even if they were to add or make a trade for a receiver, I think you could still take a wide receiver. Because I don't know how long that receiver could be here. Yeah, I. that's the thing. I, I don't think you're in a situation where – I think the, the things I know about Will McClay – and I feel like I know Will pretty well. I, I don't know everything. I, 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 every you know, Will's followed me in Jacksonville, and then he followed me here. And you know, I mean, Will's outstanding at what he does. He really, really is. I mean, highly respected. I think he's got a good take on all these players and stuff. Very organized the way he builds his boards and stuff like that. I always know that Will likes to protect himself. You know, I know he likes to. You know, when you go out and you make the trade for a Gilmore, or you go out and you sign somebody. You know, he's always trying to say, "Okay, I'm going to get a veteran guy here." But I don't think it. I don't think it keeps him from going and getting one of these guys. No, I, I know whether it's you know, I I really do feel like at 26, you got to let that board come to you. And I think I, they've I, done a good job with that, I, and they've I, hit on first rounders doing it. I just don't see them. And we we did that exercise yesterday where we started to look at. You know where wide receivers are. Where why? You know where could the first wide receiver go? Could you know? Could it go to the the Texans at twelve? I just don't see the Cowboys moving up for you know. I see them saying, okay, who is the best wide receiver? Who is the best tight end? Who is the best running back left? Who is the best cornerback? Who's the best defensive lineman? I could see them like looking at their board, just taking whoever that best guy is. So let me ask you this: If it's if Zay Flowers is the best receiver left, Emmanuel Forbes is the best corner left, which one you taking, or do they go with one of the tight ends if there's one there instead, and they just say we're not messing with this? Damn, you're making me feel bad now. You're making me have to feel about. Uh, you said it, you mentioned the tight end, right? Yeah. Let, let, okay. Let's say you know Kincaid. Because my set. Okay, Kincaid, Kincaid's right. there. You know I. I'm, it, your your top guy's Meyer, Mayor, right? Out of, out yeah, of Notre Dame. Out of Notre Dame. I, I'll say it's 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 Mayor. Mayor's there. Okay, Forbes I got a, is there. Zay Flowers. Okay, is there. I've got a first round grade on Mayor. Me me just looking at my board. Okay, if I gave somebody a first round grade, my intent is to take. You're gonna take. You're gonna. Take I'm not Mayer. gonna window dress my board. Gotcha. If 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 for example, okay, say it was say it was Johnston from TCU. Okay, Mayor. And then, you know, maybe one of the corners, like we were talking about, Forbes right. or something like that, 
I've got Johnston and, and Mayer both in the first round. I think I'm taking Johnston. Okay. Is when I'm taking the wide receiver from TC. And that's probably because receiver is just thin compared to the other positions. I just think like to me, I I feel like like I say it I don't think it's that. I just that I if the way I would stack them, if I, you know, if when I go 1 to 190, yeah. I th- I think I'm going to have Johnson over over Mayer. Do you think the criticism for Quentin Johnston is has, has been fair? No. It seems like this kid's Hell being no. picked apart right now, no. and I don't Hell see no. a lot of the stuff, the no. knocks that people are putting on him. No, absolutely. This guy, this guy can make plays down the field. You watch him. There's a reason why TCU got to the national championship game. They were good on defense. Their offensive line blocked well. The quarterback was outstanding, was a Heisman finalist. And then they had a really good runner, you know, and then the wide receiver. Yeah. They had good players. Man, they're, they're, the, the thing that is a little bit, like I said, it's you know, these wide receivers, usually they're plug and play. And, but the Cowboys saw last year, you know, their third round was not a plug and play. You know, that's that's one of those things you, you kind of worry about a little bit. So, all right. Well, thank everybody for the questions on Twitter on the 20. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to try and make uh, Zach feel a little bit more uncomfortable like he just did me. Let's we'll do go. that next on the draft show. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. We're back here with the Draft Show, sponsored by Miller Lite, or presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It is Miller time. Uh, Zach, we're also, uh, by the way, Zach Wolchuk joining me today. Uh, hope all our other teammates, Aisha Morrison, hope she gets to feeling better. We look forward to having 
everybody back next week. Yeah. Kyle and Bobby out on assignment, and Aisha trying to get better. Uh, so miss you. Miss everybody there, and uh, we'll we'll carry on. Uh, Zach, it is tax season. You know that, right? Oh, it is. Yeah, tax season. It could be stressful. Very. Uh, just you know, last second hail mary game on the line. Overcome your tax anxiety. Tax anxiety. Tax anxiety. Tax anxiety today with Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment at libertytax.com backslash or slash cowboys. Backslash cowboys. Man, I'm, these reads, man. Beam, I'm sorry today. I just, you know, I probably didn't help you very much with your sponsors, but we love them all. We'll have you proofread next yeah, time. Yeah, we, we, exactly. I, I just, Usually you got to do about 15 hand minutes me a in sheet. front of the mirror. Hand me a sheet and we'll start reading this stuff. <laughs> all right. Hey. Um, You're fine. Georgia Pro Day yesterday. Yeah. I think Jalen Carter's trying to get to the Cowboys at 26. Boy, would that be fun. But I, I was funny. We're in the second round. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it was funny because uh, Jim Nagy, our buddy, for, who is director of the Senior Bowl, one of the great guys in the league, a great scout, Super Bowl winning scout himself. Um, he, you know, People were asking him about Jalen Carter's workout at Georgia. And it just, you know, uh, you know, he put on a lot of weight. Well, a lot of weight, nine pounds. It's quite a bit in what two weeks? Yeah, two weeks, and then he also. I mean, heck, you know, I'm capable of it too. He looked really, really sluggish. And he didn't do anything at the combine, mm-hmm. and he knew yesterday was you know he, when you're at the combine and you tell the world, I'm just going to hear you know, and he was going back and forth too because of something you're, you're going to. There's an update about yes. his off the field stuff, but before you get to that though, uh, I, my man is struggling with. A lot of things in his life and and i'm and i mean this in the struggle of you know trying to kind of get things going the right direction here before the draft he's got some news go ahead and read the news so this is from uh, seth emerson of the athletic who reported that jalen carter entered a deal with athens clark county solicitors according to his lawyer he has pled no contest and he's going to receive 12 months probation pay a $1,000 fine, and perform 80 hours of community service and finish a driving course. But there will be no jail time for Jalen Carter. Okay, so teams now have an understanding of where he's at. Uh, Again, I mentioned Jim Nagy. Nagy said yesterday, because they were asking Nagy about uh, about what they thought that, you know, where he would go, would he be falling. Nagy says everybody's still got this guy in the top ten. He's the best player in the draft for me. See, that's that's the thing that's just completely scary to me this time of year. Yet you're trying to figure out. We, I know I, I called some people yesterday, uh, some of these football ops guys and gals that I know around college football. The most terrifying thing to me is when you put your board together, and especially the way it is now, don't know the medical, and I don't know all the background stuff unless yeah. it's reported. And so, you know, and, and the, the one, and I actually was talking to Aisha Morrison about it this morning is when you're putting your board together and you don't know when a guy's sliding, when you, when a guy is, you have a guy in the third round and all of a sudden it's the fifth round and you're sitting there going, you know, and, and Kyle asked that question, well, who's the best player on your board left? And it's somebody that you're, you, and you get to the point where you're like, I don't even want to say his name anymore because you know, there's something there that you didn't know about and i think that's the thing that all really the media scouts we this time of year we we you get a little anxious about that that like okay i'm i'm telling you guys you need to draft this guy draft this guy draft this guy 
And then all of a sudden he starts to slide. And then it's like, well, what happened to so-and-so? And then you go back and you're like, man, this happened, this happened, this happened. I mean, Lyle Collins was a really good example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Lyle Collins, you know, with the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys sent uh, people to Baton Rouge. You know, a lot of rumor, a lot of speculation. You know, we, we don't have all the answers here. But at least we have some answers, you know, with Carter and his situation going forward. But you're, you're, you're not going to – you're not – if, you, if you're kid. top ten – I'm taking the kid. You're not even you're not even worried about it. Look, if there, I, but there are things like people are saying, like when Todd McShay said that about him really early before the combine. Yeah, and everybody and I'm kind of thinking like, man, if you're McShay, you don't say that. No, you do not he had to have say known that. Something. You, you mean, but there's, I mean, there's people that have called me up. Scouts have called me up and said, "I told you, man, I told you," and hey. I'm like going, "All right, I get it." Guy's not a great guy right now. Right. You, you know, you got to feel comfortable with it. Right. If I meet with him and I don't feel a certain type of way after visiting with the individual and I think that, you know, we can get his head in the right place, we can put a plan and a structure for him to succeed within or- our organization. The Cowboys specifically have done this before. Yeah. I'm not going to hesitate because the talent is tremendous with a Jalen Carter. It's rare that you find a player that athletic that size and the quickest way to the quarterback is up the middle and Jalen Carter is an outstanding football player so for me you know I get it maybe the risk is too much maybe I meet with him and I feel like now this kid's not he's not going to get it I think that he's a guy that you know these issues are going to follow him to the next level if I feel that way then I then I go I think I'd pass in the top 10 but without knowing that the talent to me outweighs the risk and I think the reward is far greater yeah, this guy, he's so impressive to watch on tape. You know, you, I, I get it, man. There were times last year where we were watching all those guys, you know, that were that got drafted for Georgia off that day, their first national championship team, you know, and you're sitting there like, well, who's that number 88? Who's that guy? That, that happens to you a lot as a scout. You're watching. You're watching this tape and Jordan Davis last year. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Who's the guy next to him? Yeah, yeah. Who you know? You're going. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? And there'll be a lot of times you're sitting in that. My experience. You're sitting in that draft room, and it's real quiet. And you're watching the tape, and you're sitting next to the guy that has that area, and you lean over and you go, "Who's that number eighty-eight? And he goes, "He's he's a sophomore. Yeah, he's a, he'll be a junior next year. You'll you can watch him next year. You know that kind of thing. You get the whispering going on. Yeah." And Jalen Carter's that kind of guy with me. But it's funny that there's all these people now are, like, saying stuff about him, though. They're saying stuff that, like, man, you need to dig in on this cat. You know, and it's unfortunate what happened to him. I'm, I'm glad he put it behind him. But you, you, you wonder. You wonder how many more people in this draft are that, that type of – you know where you're gonna where we're we're watching the tape, one hundred percent. We're watching the players, and we're like going, "Man, this guy's a great player." Right. And then all of a sudden, it comes out that, well, he had this against him, and he had that, and that's that's the real danger about doing the job that we do here. You know, is putting these boards together and talking about it without. And that's why I, I think that you know it, it's best that you try and ask these teams if you know guys around the league or you know. These college guys, that's the one advantage that I do have for being as long as I have in this business that you can call those people up and say, hey, 
you know, what, what's going on with my guys? You know, what's going on with Eli Ricks yeah. at LSU sure. who went to Alabama and stuff like that? And you kind of figure out some things along the way. Is what, what's, the, what's the thing? What, what, as you get ready for this first draft for you, what's the thing that makes you really the most nervous, the most it gives you apprehension about doing this job. I think some of it is, yes, the unknown of, you know, the makeup and the character. Because some of these guys, like the want to, the desire, how yeah. much do you love the game? Yeah. You know, the the work ethic, that stuff you, you, you don't know just by watching the tape. I'm looking at a kid and saying, man, he's a freak athlete. Just because he's a freak athlete and that helps him win in college, everybody's a freak athlete at the NFL. Yeah. You know, that's not going to be enough to translate. Sometimes if a guy's not going to be willing to put in the work, I don't know that I want him. And you're not I had that problem that. with Paxton Lynch. I had that problem with Paxton Lynch, and people will, will know that about me when we were doing the quarterbacks and stuff. And if you're a fan of the draft show, I didn't know that Paxton Lynch was the last in and first out guy. Yeah. I just saw a football player, you know, and you start to talk about how much does a guy really love football. Yeah. You know, I think that's the the big issues that we deal with right now. Well, and how about a guy like Micah, Micah Parsons? Yeah. You know, a player where you didn't get to see him rush the passer in college. Shout out to the Cowboys. Yeah. And kudos to Dan Quinn. They've tapped into arguably the best pass rusher in the NFL or a top three to five guy by making that move and that transition to playing him at edge. But you saw him as predominantly an off-ball linebacker. So when the Cowboys drafted him in the first round, I'm thinking, man, here we go. They're taking another off-ball linebacker. Did I get super excited about it? No, not at all. But the way that they've been able to make him an edge rusher and use him as a chess piece in a variety of different ways, he's turned into arguably the best defensive player in all the NFL. And that's something I don't think a lot of people were able to see leading up to that draft. Yeah, that's the thing. When I because when the pick was made, I remember because of Slater and stuff like that, and how yeah, much I wanted Slater too. Bolton from Missouri, yeah. the linebacker, and I was so upset that Sertan got taken. because yeah. he was my my draft crush. I got a question for you there, Brian, on this Carter situation. Yeah, okay. yeah. If he falls, mm-hmm. he falls to about let's just say ten. I was just going to ask this question. If Phil, Philly has the number tenth pick, yeah, do they take him, or do they? Or they're on the phone trying to get some more picks. So they, they've got, they've got. I was thinking so you. They've I, got ten, thirty, and sixty-two. So two in the first, one in the second, yeah, and then one in the third, and then they don't. Have, they have two in the seventh, so they have a long gap. I was sitting there thinking, like that, if he falls to ten, yeah, knowing what they have, do they take him? Well, they just they just resigned Fletcher Cox. Yeah, but, but Har- they lost, they lost Hargrave. But they lost Hargrave, right? Right. So then you've got two Georgia guys next to each yeah, other. Yeah, Jordan Davis. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I that's an I, interesting I, situation. I, I thought you were going to ask the question. I thought you were going to ask the question if he got past somebody at say he got past fifteen. You move up. Will you go? You're going to go. Oh, I think. Yeah, you go. Is he the? Is he okay? Is he the only player in the draft that you would go for? You know I'm going for Jackson Smith and Jigba. We all know that. I'm going for that guy. He's the best receiver in the draft. You need a receiver, go get him. Would you run to the star if we picked him? He'll <laughs> ah, already be here. That's a Kyle Yeoman special. But but I'll do whatever you would guys you, want would me you, to do. Would you go up for any of these corners? Porter? I'd go up for Gonzalez. Porter. Gonzalez? Yeah, I'd go up for Porter. I think Porter's the best guy. I'd go up for Porter. Otherwise, I'd wait. and let, let's Unless there's a run, which might happen, right? You get a run on these guys. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, man, you know, Gonzalez is, is by far my our, our best guy left. We got to go get him. 
Otherwise, I'd probably stay at 26 and just let the board fall to me. But I'd go up and go get Porter because I think he's going to be that good. I think I think that it's interesting because – and you, you brought up in, in here in our, our final few minutes, you brought up the name Addison, for the wide yeah, receiver Addison. from USC. Do you want to include him as an outlier guy? Yeah, he is because he's small. He's undersized. He yeah. definitely like he's six foot. He's not exactly like he's not Zay Flowers. He's right. not Tank Dell, but he's skinny. The thing about him is his route running ability is so good that he's able to win and he's able to get separation. But there are times like that's the dude I've got the concern with. You watch him against Rajon Wright, Nation Wright's brother at Oregon State. Oregon State six foot two, big long, long physical guy. corner. Yeah. He made his day, or night, I should say. They played a night game, I think it was, at Oregon State. He he worked Jordan Addison, and that was a guy at times I think he can struggle to get off tight press coverage because he's a smaller player. But his route running so good, you watch him in certain games, he just dominates. Like against Utah before he got hurt in the regular season matchup, if he doesn't get injured, I, I don't think USC loses that football game. He he was, And that was against uh, Clark Phillips. Right who is also going to be probably yeah. a second-round pick yeah, from Utah. Right. And he was he was outstanding in that football game. So Addison's – I got some questions about Addison. He's probably the one I have the toughest read on. He's my number one wide receiver. And I and – I, that's my problem. That's my problem that I have. I have confidence in who I, who I have on my board. But there's that – did I see this guy the right way? I mean, it, it's terrible to have a little doubt about – because if you have doubt, you shouldn't have him on – you shouldn't have him as your best you know, wide receiver. I got Addison, Johnson. You're right about Smith and Jigba. See, the thing that worries me about Smith and Jigba is his health this last yeah, year. Yeah, I get that. You know, is it, is it going to be one of those things? Am I always, am I going to have to, I know it didn't happen to him before, but yeah. it happened to him last year. And, and I get that. And I think that's what a lot of people's issue is, is the soft tissue. I think he was, he knew uh, I'm NFL ready. Yeah. And, and he tried to come back. I got to go to that game against Iowa and watch them play yeah. live uh, at the shoe. He tried to come back for that one. And you could tell he wasn't quite right, and he retweaked the hamstring. From that point on, I think he just shut it down and said, I'm getting ready for the pros. Why am I coming to the realization that there's not any players I would trade up for? Uh, I don't know. Do you think that maybe it's a lack of like a I don't know. Really I mean, special I don't, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm elite looking, guys. I'm, I think I th- you got a lot of good players. I think there's a lot of really good players. Yeah. I think you mentioned Porter, Gonzalez. I love Wilson from Texas Tech. The the edge, the edge. I love Bijan Robinson. The quarterbacks. You know, you're you're probably not going to do anything. Why am I just going to let this board come to me here? Yeah, because I think that you've got a lot of. I think you got a lot of good players. I don't know that there's any guys that you're like, man, that dude's great. We got to go get him. And to Beamer's point, Jalen Carter would be one of those guys. Yeah, like that's an elite talent. If he starts to fall, he's too good to let somebody else have. He needs to be ours. Thinking of Payne, Deron Payne. I had him like as a top four or five guy there that year he came out of Alabama and yep. he ends up, what, 17 to the commanders? Right. Something like that. But I think, I mean, you got a point. I mean, so a lot of these guys are so close with yeah. the receivers, with the corners. You know, the gap between these guys is not overly huge to where you're thinking, man, okay, if, if this guy gets taken, fine, we got a fallback option. Yeah. I'm just kind of, it's, it's, it's fascinating. As you, as, uh, you guys and gals build your boards out there, just kind of think about who you got, and then you know, be confident to put them in. I know there's some of these guys you're going to struggle with. I, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with some of these uh, these outliers, 
But uh, that's what the draft show is all about. We'll figure it out. All right, that's uh, that's all our time for the day. God, I could do this show all day. It's I fun, really man. could. I really could. I loved talking about the draft. But uh, we'll be back uh, next Wednesday uh, here on the draft show to uh, to once again. We'll be again one week closer. We'll be one week. Uh, we'll have some of these pro days knocked out as well. Uh, we'll have an idea of some of these guys have improved some of their times. Maybe some guys stood on some of their times from the combine. Uh, but we'll sort it all out for you. For my guy, for Zach Wolchuk, for Chris Beam, for. Aisha Morrison, Kyle Yeomans, Bobby Belt, thank you guys for always letting us come in. And we're always here to try and investigate and educate you guys. And uh, we'll see you next week on The Draft Show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!